0: Welcome to Audio Shelf.
1: A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany.
0: And we are the voices in your head.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Audio Shelf Talk.
0: Yeah. Week. <laughs> Wait. <laughs>
1: that was good. Day? Day. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday. because yeah,
0: we only do this on Thursdays.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we are talking about um, something we've seen recently where authors have been getting a little bit angry over the reviews that they get, either poor or positive. Um, we have had a couple authors get mad at us for reviewing their work and not giving it a completely stellar review. Mm-hmm. And so we just wanted to talk about it a little bit. Yeah.
0: No no shade.
1: Yeah, but when authors attack, the review edition.
0: Yes, and like my motto is, don't get butt hurt.
1: No, no, don't finish it. Don't finish it. Don't finish it. Don't finish it. Do not. Do not.
0: (laughs) We. (laughs) I won't finish it. (laughs) Get ready, go. Get Get ready, go. people don't even know what we just said <laughs> no they
1: don't they don't they don't oh my gosh uh, uh, but, anyway but it's
0: a real problem
1: it is a real problem authors
0: authors sometimes some authors get entitled like you said yes but other authors just get maybe embarrassed that their work has been being put out there because they're so vulnerable and mm-hmm. and they want their reviews to to shine light on the effort and the and the hard work that they put into the the book yeah. But you can't
1: blame the reviewer. No, you can't because reviews are very subjective and reviewers review work that it's their preference. And so with us, if we get a book that we don't necessarily enjoy, we always try to remain positive to in a certain aspect, but we still want to give an honest review. We're not going to give your book that we don't enjoy a positive review and tell people to buy it if we ended up not liking it
0: which brings me to this why did we pick this topic to talk about and it's because you know we noticed on Twitter this situation where a reviewer posted their review or before they posted the review, sent a letter or an email to the author and said, hey, listen, this isn't going to be the best review you'll see, but we just want to give you like a tip. yeah. You know, a tip. Just make sure if you don't want to be hurt, don't read our review. We try to do it very eloquently and um, very kind as much yeah. as we could, but it's not going to be the best one You're, you'll see of your book. Yeah. Then that author responded so harshly attacked the per the the reviewers like person like attacked their mind or and their degree and their intelligence and it the author took it way too far yeah and it's just because this reviewer did not like your book yeah that's that's sad yes and we have been in that situation where we were we were paid to promote a book and we told the person that paid us that, yeah, we're honest reviewers, just letting you know. And that person loved our review. However, the author of the book did not. Yeah. And the author wanted to talk smack about us mm-hmm. and said, oh, well, I'm never going to, I'm not going to listen to that show or I'm not going to help promote their the episode. Even though we talked literally nothing but positives about it. Mm -hmm. She just didn't like the way that we reviewed.
1: She didn't. Yeah, she didn't. She thought that we were, uh, what was it, vulgar?
0: Vulgar and vile and...
1: Even though the book that we were reviewing was literally a book where two people, like, have sex together.
0: And as when they become dragons, they have sex as dragons. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, it's... It's different. It's I think an author has their perspective of what their book they think it's gold, and then when reviewers are like, hmm, "I've seen better," or "I've yeah, read better," it's, it's
1: kind of not. They want the author wants to attack the person's intelligence, which is just completely uncalled for. Yeah. Completely uncalled
0: for, or even style. Like, yeah. don't attack our style because we this is us. Two best friends in a basement talking about books.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's
0: literally us. So please do not attack us. and, yeah.
1: and don't hold our reviews as, like you said earlier, as the end all be all. We are not it. We have, we don't like certain things, and we make that known. So if you come to us with a review that you want to hear, if it's within a genre you know that we don't like, or I don't know, if you haven't listened to our show before, figure out what our show's about before mm-hmm. you go to that reviewer.
0: And at least that one, the website that I was talking about earlier, the reviewer from the website, at least they had the, the I don't even know, the uh, genuineness to respond and be like, hey, listen, heads up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We don't tell our people if it's positive or, review- or negative before putting it up. We post it and- they find out with the rest of the world.
0: hmm So, and that's what reviews are supposed to be.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I don't think we've ever said, this book is trash. No. Don't buy it.
1: No, because that is not constructive. Mm-hmm. That is not a good review. I mean, if it's like, we, re- we received early on.
0: The Vanishing Game?
1: Ugh, the Vanishing Game is trash. And
0: that was free. Let's be real. That
1: was free. Those people aren't <laughs> listening to us. It was created by Jaguar.
0: <laughs> jaguar. jaguar i
1: can't say jag jaguar
0: jaguar i
1: like i always have to say like will ferrell on snl when he has jaguar, jaguar. <laughs> like i have to say it
0: like yes that. yes yes so
1: it was created by them or cheap which one was it was it jeep was... or jaguar
0: Oh, I can't remember. I
1: can't remember. It I think was, it was garbage. Jaguar. It was garbage. It was
0: garbage. And and I'll be honest, everyone else and their mother thought it was garbage too. It so was
1: trash. We're
0: not the only ones.
1: It was dumpster.
0: But that was the only thing that we've ever called garbage.
1: Yeah, it was
0: because we really do try to find something that we enjoy about the performance. Yeah, about the the writing, and that's why we ha- decided to review audiobooks, mm-hmm. is because a lot of it is did this audiobook narrator make it or break it? Yeah. Was the story good? Was the content written well? Yeah. And we find positives somewhere along the lines. Just listen for the episode to find the positives.
1: Yes. You have to listen to the complete episode because a lot of times we will say something. um, We have an outline that we follow that we like to go by loosely where we'll talk about the narrator and then we'll talk about the content and then we'll go back to the narrator. And so if you're listening to our episode and you only listen to 5 minutes of it chances are you're only listening to the jokes.
0: Uh, where are the jokes?
1: <laughs> you might be saying that to yourself. <laughs> but like we take a little bit to dive into the book full full force. And so if you're an author and you're asking us to review your work, you need to recognize that it's not always going to be positive and you can't demand that somebody give a positive re- review.
0: Yeah. And also a lot of the reviewers out there are different. So, yes. you know, the, even in reading the rating system, there'll be five star reviews. There'll be three star reviews. There'll be like us, for instance, a option of shelf it or shove it. Yeah. You know, it's, there have been times where we're, where we've said like, oh, let's share it. Yeah. But essentially we have a shelf it or shove it kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for us to kind of pick sometimes. Yeah. And if one of us says shelf it, the other one says sh- shove it, that's a pretty good sign that the book was pretty halfway decent.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And then there are other narrator or reviewers out there with like the five star rating mm-hmm. and people get so upset when their book is not the five star. Yeah. Or they'll get upset when it's only three stars. Three
1: stars is pretty good. Yeah.
0: In my opinion, on a Goodreads book, three stars is pretty good.
1: Yeah. And I always feel like with famous authors, with the Stephen Kings or um, I don't even know. Stephen King is pretty much the biggest author that pops up in my head now. Just well, because.
0: Just for us. I mean, there was Leanne Moriarty. Oh, yeah. Where we loved a lot of her work. And then all of a sudden, the last book that she was Truly not, Madly Guilty. Yeah, Truly Madly Guilty. Not nine Secret Strangers or whatever, because we haven't read that one yet. But we were very disappointed in that book.
1: We were. Yeah.
0: And when I told people, oh, my God, that was the worst book ever. They were like, what? She's Leanne. Like, what do you mean it's the worst book ever? Yeah. You're false. And I'm like, well, I mean, I liked the narration and I liked the idea, the premise, but the follow through of the book and the execution was not good.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so
0: people are always like, oh my God, throwing their hands up because I didn't like an, a famous author's book.
1: Right. And so I, I get the feeling that sometimes like in those entertainment weeklies where they have like the book spotlight or on like a Buzzfeed article where somebody wrote like the 10 best books that you need to be listening to right now or reading right now. A lot of that is false.
0: Oh, I, I, I feel like we know it's false.
1: Yeah. A lot of it is fake. And it's like one of the reasons why we wanted to do book reviewing in particular, because the the book bloggers that we know and the other book podcasts that we know are all extremely well put together. Yes. They are not fake with it. But it's Mm -hmm. when you get in these like higher tiers of entertainment where it's the magazines and the authors are kind of paying their way to get into these magazines. Yeah. Yeah. To get these interesting, glowing reviews. I mean,
0: even placement within the stores. Yeah. You have to pay. An author's publishing company has to pay. Yeah. To get their book closer to the door.
1: Right. And then even with New York Times bestsellers list. Yes. I mean, that's basically a sham in itself. Mm-hmm. An author or a publisher can has to buy, I don't know, 500 copies or something. Something. As soon as it releases, it may be more in order to get it on the Bestseller list, and that happens. Mm -hmm. That happens a lot. It's not a genuine, authentic sort of scale. It's just people throwing out their money, which to us is not. It's not telling an author who still needs to grow. Mm -hmm. Stephen King still needs to know what he does wrong in a book. He still needs to have that criticism. Mm -hmm. And if anybody's afraid to criticize him or Leanne, they're not going to grow as authors. They're just going to. Plateau.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're going to have books that release when you're like, oh, is that a new one? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I think that's my biggest fear for like Stephen King, people like Stephen King is, oh, they have a new one coming out? What do you mean? It it should be big news if you're a huge author right. like that.
1: But they just release them all the time, like Nicholas Sparks. And just releasing all the time. And it's the same regurgitated storyline. But is anybody telling him this? No. Is Will anybody stand up and say, hey, Nick? you kind of need to get a little fresher like you know people are going to buy this but you don't just want to rely on the mindless drones just buying your books mm-hmm. just because don't you want to challenge yourself creatively mm-hmm. artistically isn't that why you wanted to become a writer is yeah. to constantly challenge
0: mm-hmm.
1: the mainstream
0: and it's interesting that you say that because i was i'm actually reading or listening to in a dark dark wood Mm. by um ruth ware yeah narrated by imogen church and she the main character in that book is a writer and in her first couple pages she says i never as a writer i never got used to letting other people read my work because i'm so vulnerable Mm -hmm. and i'm like huh that's probably what newer people because i know stephen king and people like leanne they're not worried about that anymore. No. They're worried about the, which ones can be made into an HBO show.
1: Which is a shame because they should always be worried about what people think. Yeah.
0: But that makes me think of young writers and, and, and writers that don't have the money to be buying 500 copies of their book yeah. for the, the NYT seller list. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me think, what about these young people who are putting their life and soul on the line for these books for their writing and then they get critiqued which is where we come in because yeah. we're we're not going to hide our our truth and honesty from you
1: yeah we may not tag you in the twitter post if we didn't end up liking your book or loving your book but mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that is something we've learned over time yeah i used to tag everybody yeah but i said oh we didn't really do too highly of this book so we're not going to tag this, per- this person because we don't want to be mean we don't want to be but mean. we also don't we're not mean in our reviews right and so we're critical yes and so as a young writer, I hope that you find people like us that are critical of your work, even though we might not agree. Pe- we're not we're not the end all be all. Yeah. There's tons of book reviewers out there, tons of book bloggers, book podcasters that will probably love your book.
1: Yes, exactly. And I mean, there's tons of people who will buy like the Sarah Dresden books and stuff like that that are also all kind of like they stick to the same like Nicholas spark kind of thing where she had a runaway hit with a certain plot. And so she just kind of like barfs it back up in every single book just to make that coin. Mm -hmm. But like to a certain extent, it's like if you lose the people that will honestly tell you what you don't want to hear, you lose what made you a success in the first place. Yeah. Even though you're still continuing to write the
0: successful Mm -hmm. books. And that's why I love interacting with, Authors who, yeah, they're they're not, they haven't been publishing blockbuster hits, but yet they're publishing really good books. Uh-huh. And yes, they've, and they've been doing it for a long time and they're finally getting their name out there. Yeah. And I love talking to these people because they are, they're, they're thankful for our reviews. Yeah. Yeah, we might not like this, this ending or this little piece that they added in. But they find the positive, yes, and they say, "Oh, that might help me in my next book."
1: Yeah, and exactly. I,
0: I love listening to an author kind of think about, "Oh, I have this idea in my head that I don't know how to how to come to fruition yet." Mm-hmm. Whereas, like you said, a lot of the regurgitated stuff, you they, they don't have that excitement anymore.
1: Right, they lose that, and there's always going to be people that enjoy that about their their work, but then. At a certain point, those people also will disappear. And if you don't have a new audience to constantly, like, get in front of, then Mm -hmm. you're going to fade out too. Yeah,
0: because I'm kind of excited to look for new authors so I can be able to help them grow in their new lives of, like, new books and stuff. And and that sounds very egotistical for me for some reason. But, like. But it's also a
1: thing of, like we help them and they help us yeah. in a certain way. Like it really,
0: is. It with really our,
1: is. With our reviews, especially when we reviewed Tiffany mm-hmm. the first time, she was like, oh, well, you know, you guys went in on my recording and my like vocalization. And it's like, well, yeah, because that's what makes the audio book. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of taught us that maybe we shouldn't be so critical on those things because people are just, they're just starting out, yeah, and they need mm-hmm. a little bit of time, yeah, to get their production quality
0: mm-hmm. up. But it's funny because Tiffany, even though she that our, our first book with her, she was like, "Oh, you guys were, you know, hit me good," and then the author really didn't like what you had to say, and but yet Tiffany kept coming back. Yes, and she was like, "Hey, I have this book. Can you review this?" Yeah, and over we just saw this natural progression of improvement. Mm-hmm. And to the point where just like the last book we read from Tiffany Mars, she was outstanding and the book sucked.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. That would, that was one where we were afraid to kind of post it because yeah. we were very hard on the author mm-hmm. and, but constructively we tried to be as constructive as possible, but a lot of people, a lot of authors don't recognize that. Yeah. A lot of authors just want to be within their own ego.
0: Yeah. And I want to know why authors don't like to read reviews. Like for our narration of Left Hanging, I yeah, sometimes it sucks reading the reviews because some someone literally said they returned our book because of my poor southern accent. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But but I think it's funny because it's true. Like, that's what I thought when I was recording the book was like, God, I really suck at this in terms of the Southern accent stuff, but that taught me like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't go that route next time. Maybe I know my limits. Right. And not it's not saying that I'm not going to try again, but I definitely going to try better.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, it's all about learning what you do that hits somebody in the right way and how you can constantly build off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, And if if somebody, so like if somebody doesn't like your work, at least for me, reading critical things is always scary just because I know what I did wrong and Mm -hmm. I don't like other people to see that. But Mm -hmm. it's not one of those things where I'm going to go out of my way to be nasty and be mean and comment and reply to a reviewer and be like, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. That's not, you completely miss the entire point of the book. Go back and change your review. Mm Mm-hmm. Or don't post your review at all because it paints me in a bad light. Mm-hmm. It's just my own personal fears of having someone recognize that I did something wrong.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But I think all people need to get used to that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we do it every single day in yeah. work. We can go back to people and say, hey, you kind of didn't do this correctly. Mm-hmm. Or for for me, even though I work for myself, I look at my images and I say, Next time I'm going to make a note that I should be doing this instead of that.
0: Yeah. Makes sense.
1: So we're always critiquing ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes big authors get get too much in their head
0: Yeah, a little bit. It's definitely a heavy topic and it's definitely something that we can probably continue talking about. Yes. And we want to make sure we encourage all the other book bloggers and booktubers and book podcasters out there to stay true to yourself. Yeah. Don't let authors kind of judge judge you and put you down just for your honest review. Yeah. And don't sell out. Like, if you don't like the book, tell us that you don't like the book. Yeah. I remember reading, what is the one book that we just just listened to um, that I was so excited to read? Um,
1: Before the Broken Star?
0: No, it was the Uglies book.
1: Oh, yeah, Grim Grim Lovelies. Grim
0: Lovelies. So excited to read it. But when I when we read it, I was like, this is what I was ex- waiting for like 2 years to read. Yeah. And then I went on YouTube, everyone loved it. We all have different opinions. Mm-hmm. So, just be true to yourself.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Well put. Thank you. And even if a big author comes to you, stay honest, too.
0: Stay honest.
1: Like it doesn't the big authors it, it doesn't matter and that's I think that puts a damper on everything too because everybody feels like they need to be Entertainment Weekly with their mm-hmm. reviews. They need to remain positive for some reason.
0: That ain't the real life.
1: No, you just have to be constructive.
0: Mm. So I think we have ended this on a good note.
1: Yes, I think so. I'm actually tired after talking about this topic.
0: That was like draining.
1: It was, yeah, it was like emotionally draining type of thing.
0: Yeah. And I'm ready to go veg. Yeah, same. Veg out.
1: If you want to stay up to date with all that we are releasing, all that we are doing, please follow us on our various social medias and all of the podcast places that you listen to your podcast on. You can find us on Twitter at Audioshelf Me, Facebook at Audioshelf and Instagram at Audioshelf underscore podcast. You can also find us on BookTube where we release new episodes every Wednesday just by Google searching Audioshelf YouTube. We should pop right up. And if you want to help our show grow and help us become even better reviewers, you can donate a dollar on our Patreon or just continue listening. Follow along with us.
0: Until next time. (laughs) Bye. 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 This has been Audioshelf, where we release new podcast episodes every Monday and Thursday and YouTube reviews every Wednesday.
1: If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me.
0: We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening.